0: welcome to the modern manifestation podcast I'm your host Bree Brown a business mindset coach entrepreneur and a top competitor in a male-dominated industry I'm a native Texan the youngest of all brothers and a lettuce hating wine-loving curses like a sailor recovering perfectionist I've spent over a decade building my commission-based career and my life's purpose is helping other women achieve the same multi-six-figure success I achieved before I was 25. I have a passion for helping women with mindset, money, and manifestation skills to help every young woman realize her full potential. If you're looking for vulnerable conversations, professional development, inspiration, or even a kick in the ass to get you motivated, you have come to the right place. Thanks for checking out the Modern Manifestation Podcast. Now let's jump right in to today's topic. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to everyone tuning in. I know I normally drop new episodes on Mondays, but I have a very special treat for y'all this month, a mini interview series. Over the next couple of weeks, I will be releasing interviews with several co-authors from the upcoming release of the book, Finding Our Wings, to bring you authentic, vulnerable, and inspiring conversations from women who have experienced life's challenges and come out for the better on the other side. Written by seven women, the book Finding Our Wings is a collection of deeply personal stories that serves to remind us to use the light within you to overcome the darkness and reclaim your power. And today I am so excited to interview my first co-author of the book, Lara Wall. With 12 years experience, Lara is an empowerment coach, healing guide, public speaker, Mentor, co founder of Hearts of Healing Center, and as if she wasn't doing enough, she is now a co author as well. Laura, thank you so much for being here today and good afternoon. How the heck are you doing? I am well. Good. I am so excited to have you and as well as your fellow co authors throughout the upcoming weeks. So, we are here today to talk about your upcoming book, Finding Our Wings. What I wanted to ask first before getting into too much detail about what the book is about is to me, there's something very telling about a book that needs to be shared in its creation. And for those of you that are tuning in, Finding Our Wings is a fantastic co-creation that is launching on September 17th. For those of you that want to be the first to get your copy. And the book is written by seven different authors that have come together and shared their stories. And Laura, as the first guest of this podcast series covering the book, can you dive into what inspired the idea and then why the path of several co-authors for this composition?
1: Absolutely. And let me just thank you, Bray, for having me here today and letting me tell my story and tell my story about the stories, which is the book Finding Our Wings. So this book has been in creation mode for two years over two years, which is really a long gestation uh, Mm -hmm. period (laughs) for a book, I think. Um, So it's been through a couple of different iterations. And the first one was, um, I was writing, I was wanting to write a book and my best friend reached out to me and she said, oh my gosh, I've got a cool thing. I want you to do it with me. Let's do this book group. And it's going to be several women. We're all entrepreneurs. We're all going to tell our individual stories in one chapter. That's what grabbed me, the one chapter, because when you get excited about something and you start a project, you don't know what you don't know. Mm -hmm. And it can feel you get that supercharged energy. And then a couple of days later, you're like, oh, my gosh, what did I just sign up? for?"
0: (laughs) The overwhelm sinks in.
1: Yeah, the overwhelm. So the thought of like writing a book with multiple chapters on my own, I was excited about wasn't sure how to do it. So this sounded very much like I could, you know, maybe hang out in the kiddie pool before going off the deep, uh the tall diving board. Mm-hmm. And doing it with a bestie and doing it with other women really resonated with me because I knew the stories were going to be really Powerful. They were stories of transformation. And I think there's something really special when you have a group of people that share that kind of information with each other in the beginning. And again, it was, it was very catalyzing for all of us. Unfortunately, that book did not come to pass for a lot of reasons. And so some of us that did not get our chapter published as we kind of waited it out, we decided to to go ahead and try again. And we fortunately had, you know, you've heard of Investor Angels. We had a Mm -hmm. consultant angel and her name is Jolie Dawn. She reached out to us and offered to help us be our our book doula, our midwife Mm -hmm. and our book consultant. So when she came back and said, I know you didn't get published, I want you to get published, your stories need to be out there, myself and then two others, we acted as the steering committee and kind of gathered up all the authors that didn't get published that were interested in it and said, let's do this thing, let's let's go cautiously, let's take advantage of the lessons we learned with the last one, but let's move forward. And that was March of this year, and we're now at September, so um, a little shorter time frame for getting it done, but I'm so happy. (laughs) I can't believe we're finally here.
0: That's great. And for the listeners that are tuning in and want to know a little bit more about finding our wings, what would be a couple sentences or what would the summary of the book be for those that are interested in learning more about it?
1: Well, our tagline is reclaiming hope and power. So what we are hoping to do with our stories is inspire other women to understand that no matter how down or how dark it is, they're never out of the game, that there's always another day, another way, and helping them see these stories of women that had to dig deep in themselves to recover. So we've got a little bit of a, a phoenix is our, is our mascot, if you will. And what mm-hmm. I love about the mythical beast of a phoenix is it sets itself on fire to create its next version. So in all of these mm-hmm. stories you're going to see, and I hope your listeners will see, that sometimes you feel like you're you're down in the ashes, you're down in the dirt, it's dark, you, you just don't have an idea of where the next thing is going to come from, or if you can even move forward. But it's sometimes in most surprising ways that, that things show up for you and you are able to recreate yourself. Which, sorry,
0: that was more than one sentence. <laughs> I think that was absolutely perfect. What does this book mean for you, and what does it mean to you? Mm, What this book means for me is uh, expression.
1: It's finally finding my voice, my writing voice, my story voice, really looking back over my lifetime of experiences and being able to finally find the gift in them. So in writing this book, I felt extremely vulnerable at the start. And so I will encourage your listeners, if any of them are beginning writers, it's going to feel extremely vulnerable to share things with people, especially your writing. You know, you're afraid your your writing might be critiqued. It's style, it's punctuation. You might be afraid, you know, that your story is going to be critiqued or judged. And I just encourage you keep going and get it out there. So it was definitely a lesson for me to, to learn to be vulnerable and to push through that. And really, my chapter for me was one of the most healing things that I've done for myself was writing that story and seeing it from a new perspective and writing it for my reader, writing it for other women out there and letting them know, you know, what I've gone through and what I've learned. And hopefully, it's something that they can, you know, take something away from. Coincidentally, my parents are mentioned in this, and it's taken me a long time to heal that relationship. And just mm-hmm. shortly before this book was going to be published, before I decided to go through this second process with this group of ladies, I was working on it one day. My mom happened to call. She said, what are you up to? And I realized I'd never shared that I was doing this with her. I I feel like I was kind of keeping it a secret
0: Mm -hmm. and
1: I was able to tell her about the story and, you know, probably if she read it, up, she might have thought that there was judgment of her and how she was as a mother. And I'm hoping mm-hmm. I'm hoping she doesn't take that away. But I was able to tell her the story in first person. I was able to tell her what I saw growing up and how I internalized that and then how I've come to healing on my own. And it was a really beautiful full circle moment where I really, I did not feel any pain in talking to her about it. And I could tell mm-hmm. that she was touched by it, that she was moved by it. And that she did not feel any blame or shame around it, and so that was really amazing.
0: Mhm mm-hmm. I love that, and it's interesting because so many women struggle to have positive relationships with their mothers just by nature of you know some of the emotional things you go through. There's a lot of baggage by the time that you're an adult and trying to recognize that i know that you did the best that you could and yet here are still these the way that i interpret certain things that happened and there's still going to be things that you'll need to heal down the road in, in your relationship but these relationships are intertwined and i think that in that vulnerability you were just talking about and expressing that with her is critical because i think as women you know we need to cultivate those kinds of relationships where we can have those vulnerable conversations And it not be a blame game and it really just be something that we can dive into and allow ourselves to express one another in a more safe and and trustworthy space. And to that end, I know that your chapter covers a lot about self-love, acceptance, depression, perfectionism, toxic relationships. I mean, there's so much good stuff in here. What was the hardest part of this chapter for you to write? Mm.
1: There were certainly tears in many parts that I wrote. I think the part that was hardest for me to write was to write about my family experiences because I had certainly done a lot of work around healing that and releasing them from Mm -hmm. any blame. And so as I wrote that, I could feel myself almost being pulled back into the old story of what it meant to me at the time or the way I internalized it, the the stories I told myself through my teens about who they were and what they were doing to me or what they weren't doing for me. And Mm -hmm. so really having to hold my ground and hold steady and be in integrity with myself. And I really crafted that part of the book with great intentionality and great love for my parents. I wanted to convey that I, release them and that I love them and that I know that they were doing their best. And so that was definitely a very hard hard part to write because I did have to go back down into the depths of remembering those early years, which not everyone has a perfect childhood. And even those of us that have good childhoods, sometimes when we go back, we might recover some things and it's like, ooh, this is icky. I'd forgotten how icky this was. And that Mm -hmm. certainly... That certainly was the case for me. I, I felt like it was almost like a battleground. It was like the old stories wanted to pull me back in and tell me the lies again, and I really had to hold to
0: my new truth
1: and to the to the light of of what is right for me now.
0: Mhm I love that, and I know you touched earlier on how you wanted this chapter to be readily available to women, especially on their journey of growth and vulnerability. Are those the women that you had this chapter in mind for? And if not, who did you or who are you thinking of as you're writing and who are you most wanting to affect as you're putting words to the page? Mm. Well, I certainly was writing
1: it to women that were similar to my former self, which was a people-pleasing, producing perfectionist, all the P's. -hmm. I remember, I remember that version of myself. I remember how terrified she was every day when she woke up. I remember how much she blamed herself, how, how unloving and uncaring she was for herself. And so when I wrote this chapter, I wanted to reach out to those women that are still struggling with feeling like they have to fit into a certain role or a model or look a certain way or be a certain way. There's a lot of masks a lot of things that we put on ourselves that are protective and Mm -hmm. it feels really, it can feel really uncomfortable to start peeling those layers back to find ourselves. But in that vulnerability, when you do find yourself, there's so much freedom in it. There's so much freedom in letting go of those toxic relationships or those old thoughts or those old stories. So I was writing it for women who were, you know, wanting to heal, wanting to grow and, release those old ways of being so that they could find the greatness within themselves,
0: which I believe is is in every person. So they can light themselves on fire and become that Phoenix also.
1: (laughs) I love it. (laughs) I'm not pro-self-emulation, but <laughs> I definitely enjoy the- We're not arsonists, everyone. <laughs> no, we're not, no, I'm not saying pick up the matches, but yeah, there's, just, there's, a certain, there's a certain amount of freedom in letting go of all of that old stuff
0: and recreating a new version of you, for sure. Mm-hmm. I love that. Without giving too much away, what is the main lesson you want women to take away after reading this book of collective stories? that we're here to learn lessons
1: that sometimes the lessons are painful
0: but they yield
1: so much information and so much starter fuel <laughs> for the future that you're not alone that there is something greater that is at work a, a divine intelligence some people refer to it as god or the universe mm-hmm. that there is that there is strength in gathering with people of like minds, and that there there are gifts that are unborn in you that are just waiting to come to the world. And so don't ever count yourself out that there is something that is important that this world needs that is within you, and to quit hiding it, quit
0: discounting it, and to to bring it out into the light. Mm Mm-hmm. There are a lot of younger women that tune into this podcast, and I know several are either looking to start their own business or maybe starting their own healing journey and stepping into this new phase of life where they are stepping into the fire and beginning something new for themselves that might be overwhelming, that might be something where they don't know the first step, or maybe they just don't know where to start. What advice do you have for that young woman? What well, seems like a simple thing, but I think it has such powerful effects.
1: And that would be to start journaling, and not just writing down what your thoughts are, but actually to go back and read them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I I feel really strongly that our culture, and again, generationally, historically, we can get into patriarchy, mm-hmm. um, but it has it has blocked us from hearing our own voice. It has changed us so that we are constantly looking for external validation, external affirmation. Mm -hmm. And so if you're always trying to listen to someone else's voice about, am I doing the right thing? Am I heading the right way? Do I look right? Is this a good idea? If you're always looking for that outside of yourself, then you are turning off a God-given GPS that is within you, which is your own voice, which is your intuition. And so when we sit down and write, we connect with a part of our mind that allows that intuition to come through. It takes a few pages. So I would encourage journaling and getting through at least two or three pages and then writing in a dreamy state. So if you can put yourself into a really comfortable state where you've maybe got some essential oils or a candle burning, you've got some really chill music on and just letting yourself be a kid again and dream and imagine and write down in present tense what you desire, who you are. Write it down in present tense. I'm an incredibly powerful speaker. I'm an entrepreneur and I have several branches of my business around the world. I'm a girl boss and I speak loud. Writing it in present tense helps kind of reprogram some of the old voices. And it also helps you tap into your own, especially when you're right, writing, you're able to see and rehear your own words. And again, tapping into and listening to that intuition that helps guide you to what you're supposed to be doing. And that's the kind of the internal work that I would encourage people low cost, low budget, super Mm -hmm. simple. Don't need a guru. Don't need a coach. Um, Although I'm of course, highly fond of coaches. I've had so many mentors that have really been instrumental in guiding me. Mm -hmm. And so again, you'll know when the right time is to get some outside help to get someone that's going to guide you, not tell you what to do or give you a formula, but to guide you and have a conversation with you and have a relationship with you. And I would say, you know, the the next thing to do, you know, after you maybe do some journaling would be to stay open to the sign. There's something coming up for you. Is there something constantly showing up for you? Maybe you keep running into the same person mm-hmm. over and over. Maybe you see her at yoga class. Maybe that's a new friend you're supposed to have. Maybe she turns out to be doing the exact thing that you're wanting to do with your life. So follow those signs, whether it's taking a course or finding a new friend, or joining a group, I kept getting little intuitive nudges about my first step, which was a Zumba class. Mm-hmm. Now, I sit I sit with you now, and I am an intuitive coach and healer, and you're like, well, how did you get from Zumba to here? I started <laughs> with Zumba, because that's what my intuition said would be good for me, would be healing for me, mm-hmm. would feel good, would make me happy. So I say... Follow the feeling, follow the pleasure, follow the things that light you up and bring you joy, even if they make absolutely no sense. Mm -hmm. And if someone tells you, that's crazy, that's impossible. Those are the benchmarks of a pretty good idea. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So stay with it. Stay with it. If it feels super juicy, awesome, invigorating to you, stay with it.
0: Yes. Yes, yes, yes. There are so many yeses to what you're saying as, as you were talking. I was like, yes, yes. Like I'm sitting here fist pumping in my content. <laughs> but what I really loved is that you started your journey with Zumba because I had a very similar experience in that I have always had much more masculine energy just by nature of having all brothers and being closer with my dad and being in a male dominated industry and just society in general tends to, you know, as you mentioned, the patriarchy tends to Cultivate more masculine energy in a lot of type A business women, and I found myself there to a point where I was one of those women years ago that said, "I don't, I can't connect with my intuition. This is so hard for me to do. I don't have a, a direct connection to whatever that that is, whoever that is up there." And I heard one day, and I can't remember exactly who it was. So if I do remember, I'll put it in the show notes. But there was a a TED talk that I listened to and someone was covering intuition and they said, if you're struggling to connect with it, it's, it can easily start with your body. And a lot of times people that struggle to connect with their intuition also struggle to connect with their body. So they don't notice chronic pain. They don't notice all kinds of things until it becomes such an issue that it's, you know, an autoimmune disorder or it's cancer or it's, you know, a disc that slips or something very huge because we ignore our body for so long, which is also deeply connected to our intuition and that whole other side of our feminine energy that could be off balance. And so it's like your body is trying to tell you first. I think it's interesting that you started off with Zumba because it's very much a physical thing that you're embracing with your body. You're tapping into that intuition. It just kind of opened the floodgates for you, it seems. Yeah and and
1: again I started with something that I loved from childhood dancing so that can also be a gateway to your healing to your healing journey or to finding, you know, your purpose and your passion, connecting back with things that, that really lit you up as a kid, you know, maybe mm-hmm. you loved arts and crafts or, you know, as I've started writing and, be- and becoming an author, I realized I read tons of books as a kid. And I, I even made my own book as an eight-year-old. Like I <laughs>
0: took, I took notes Your intuition knew it, what you were going to be doing. You
1: know? <laughs> I, I'm telling you, so So, yeah, sometimes to go forward with our healing, we actually have to go back and excavate and look at who we were when nobody told us who we were supposed to be.
0: Yeah. When your playful side before your ego is allowed to come in and start making, you know, quote unquote, realistic decisions, what would you be doing? Mm
1: hmm. mm -hmm. Yeah. And when we stay in our mind, when we stay in our head and we're analytical, we're really only tapping into half of our brain. And that's that reasoning, um, critical thinking, decision making. And those are all super important skills in any profession, mm-hmm. but the other side of our brain is that playful side. And that's where our intuition is able to jump in. So yeah, if you can find something that feels like play to you, even if you feel like it's completely unrelated to your healing or to your profession, you know, maybe you want to go out and do paintballing, go and do something playful. Mm-hmm. And then when you're done, when you're in that state of playfulness, just listen. See what your body, what your mind is telling you, like, this is awesome, or you're awesome. Mm -hmm. I always get a lot of creative epiphanies after I have physically moved my body. Like when I go to the gym and work out and lift, I usually plan some sort of work period shortly after that, because it really seems to get me grounded. It kind of gets rid of some energy that was like stirring up in my mind, Mm -hmm. and I'm able to be more present. And then I do find that things kind of drop in and I'm able to create, I'm able to, you know, come up with new ideas. I'm able to work in a different way that feels more like a flow Mm -hmm. than a
0: force. Yes. And I'm also one of those people where if it doesn't feel like it's flowing naturally, I'll just put it aside, come back to it later. So I think it's great advice too. Are you familiar with Julia Cameron's The Artist Way book at all? Why, yes, I am. Oh. <laughs> well, you're, cause you're mentioning journaling in, in like a dreamlike state. And I was like, I have just started this program. And I think it's so far it's been phenomenal for me. And for those of you listening in, essentially, you want to journal every morning when you first wake up and you journal about your dreams. and. Anyway, it's just another incredible process if you're really into journaling and maybe you've already done prompts and you're looking for additional creative ideas. I would recommend looking into that as well as another alternative or another option to consider to keep your journaling adventures going.
1: (laughs) Yes, her book is timeless. I'll tell you a crazy Mm -hmm. mini story. A high school boyfriend gave me that book. Mm -hmm. I'm now 52. Uh That book has traveled with me from house to house, from (laughs) bookshelf to bookshelf. I've never read it until shortly before I started writing for this book.
0: Oh, wow. So again, follow the signs.
1: (laughs) You know, sometimes things show up for you and they are for you at that moment. Follow the signs Mm -hmm. and just... Trust in yourself more because we all have an intuition in there.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And it's kind of funny. We probably stumbled upon the book more recently around the same time as well, because I actually received the copy from my mother-in-law of all people who's like, you need to read this book based on everything that you're passionate about, and it'll do so many wonderful things for you. And I kind of put it off, put it on the bookshelf, and then I was reading another book I don't, I don't know if you're familiar with, I can never remember the titles, Finding Your Northern Star or something like that by Martha Beck. And she mentions more or less like the same thing about this Julia Cameron book. I was like, okay, this is, you know, to your point, <laughs> signs are trying to get me See? to open this damn book and <laughs> take a look at it. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> And so I have three chances Mm -hmm.
1: and we all get these. And like you said, sometimes you blow through them because you're not in your body or you're not listening to that. And so I call it a divine nudge. So I'll get a little nudge like, hey, this would be a good idea for you to do this. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'm busy. I'm I'm multitasking. I'm on Canva. I'm creating amazing graphics. I'm busy (laughs) right now. And then I'll be out in the world and I might see something else or someone will mention something similar to me. Mm -hmm. And it's like, hello, this is your second chance. There's your opportunity. And again, I might be busy at lunch or busy driving. i might like, well, I can't write that down. I can't do that right now. And then the third time usually shows up like a wily e. coyote uh roadrunner, like the anvil on top of the head. <laughs> like this Hello. is yours. Like pay attention. Unfortunately it's not physically painful, but usually the, the third time kind of does like a reverb on the other two. Mm-hmm. And it's like, Oh yeah, I remember so and so mentioned this. Oh yeah, I remember the other day I was thinking about this. So when you get that third hit, if you've gotten three hits, that is your divine source, the universe, talking to you, communicating with you, giving you ideas about where to go, what to
0: do next. Absolutely. And it's so funny you say that too, because from a manifestation perspective, you always have to take inspired action and the universe will give you opportunities as you just mentioned you know one two three and at some point you have to actually take the step in order to do those actions in order to manifest what it is that you want and sometimes that's the forgotten piece there is that you still have to to take a step forward in the direction it's leading you
1: absolutely yeah there's been a lot of manifesting moments for this book I certainly have sat and visualized, what it would look like i've sat in the, the feeling of what it would feel like to be an author there's there's been a lot of that along the way too
0: i love it so i've been following your instagram for a couple years now and i love catching your daily heart posts i know the heart shape has a lot of significance to you can you talk about what experience Shaped this inspiration and meaning for you behind the heart shape, and how this inspired the title of your chapter, which is called "Healing of My Heart." Hmm.
1: So the hearts have been following me,
0: <laughs> uh, very <laughs> much
1: like I mentioned. There are signs. There are signs showing up for you, and it started several mm-hmm. years ago when I was on a vacation and I was with, I was with four people that I dearly loved, and and I had only known them through technology. We'd all been in a coaching collective together, and we finally got to meet in person. And we were basically on kind of like a girlfriend's trip slash work trip all together. And I just kept seeing these (laughs) hearts pop up everywhere I went. I mean, they'd be on the sidewalk, they would be in the architecture, they would be, you know, in a windowsill of a house that we were staying in. And I'm just like, this is crazy. So I started taking pictures of them and documenting them. Mm Mm-hmm and i came to see this happening year after year it wasn't just that vacation but it kept showing up more and more and so when i when i noticed that there was the pattern i started asking myself i'm like what am i feeling what am i doing who am i with and that's when i started to realize that i was in a certain vibration and that was a vibration of like joy bliss possibility Openness, curiosity, and these little hearts that would show up. A lot of times I would be thinking about someone and a heart would show up and then they would contact me. So they felt very much like Valentine's. They felt like little notes from the universe. And Mm -hmm. as I started to receive them more and more and I would kind of stop and question what they are, I realized sometimes they were reminding me of a connection with a person. Sometimes they were a, you go girl, you know, a little affirmation to keep going. Sometimes they were just a, you are loved and you are fine and you're going to get through this. They were all different types of of little notes that were just what I needed at, at just at the right time. And so when, so hearts have become my thing and I created a daily heart affirmation deck including paintings that I was told to write, again, following my intuition, Mm -hmm. uh, told to paint, as well as the writings on them. I was given those as well. And so there's a lot of hearts around my house. And I really feel like that I've known intuitively as a child that the heart is the seat of your soul, that is the center of your being, that's where your soul lives, and that our emotions are feedback. They are telling us what's going on in our world. They're not the enemy. Whether they're good or bad, they are they are showing up for us to help us learn about an experience. And so I I realized from the story that I was writing that that I had so much pain of unworthiness, that I had so much pain and belief of lack or inability. You know, I, I just didn't think that I was supposed to be here. I didn't think that I had anything to tell people until I started writing that story. And I realized that I was working through and healing and healing those emotions. And I was healing my heart with the chapter that I was writing. And so that's kind of how it came out. And that's, that's actually the work that I love doing now. When I work with, with clients as a healing guide, I practice a technique called aroma freedom, and it uses essential oils to help tap into the emotion center of the brain. It helps unlock and loosen up painful memories. And through a guided process, we're able to release and get rid of limiting beliefs. We're able to release emotional pain, emotional sensation, things that we're carrying on our body from Mm -hmm. old memories, from old stories that we've told ourselves that aren't true. Helping people heal their hearts is what I love to do
0: most. (laughs) That's beautiful. So, when and where can people go to grab a copy of this wonderful book? Okay, I'm trying not to
1: squeal at the top of my voice when you say that (laughs) because that means my manifestation is coming true. Um, (laughs) So, I am so excited. My little book baby is being born on September 17th. That's a Thursday, right before the weekend. Mm -hmm. And I would love it if everyone would buy a Kindle copy because that's how Amazon rates us. So that's kind of like giving us a thumbs up like. Mm -hmm. And on the 17th, we are offering the Kindle copy for only 99 cents. So you can get yours immediately as a download and you'll have something to read for the weekend. Now, if you are a hard copy, got to have it in your hands, tangible kind of person. I understand. I get you, girl. I ordered 33 copies of my own to hand out (laughs) because I want people to have the, what I call the real thing. So Mm -hmm. I would just encourage those of you that want an actual paperback, if you would please do me the beautiful favor of purchasing the Kindle copy. So kind of like voting for these women, go, go Phoenix, fly, rise. (laughs) And then also purchasing your paperback copy. And both of those will be available on Amazon and Kindle on Thursday, September 17th. And I'm going to give Brie the link so you can just click on the link in the show notes and go and grab your copy. Right now.
0: Perfect. And this is expected to, this episode is expected to go live on the 17th. So by the time you are listening in, you should be able to go to my show notes, my Instagram, or Laura's Instagram as well, and easily access the link to be able to go download your version of Finding Our Wings and tune in with the rest of their authors about their emotional and vulnerable journeys. Laura, thank you so much for joining me today. It has been an absolute pleasure having you. And I look forward to diving more into the story with not only some of the other authors, but checking back in with you guys a bit later as well and seeing where you guys end up. Absolutely. Thank you
1: so much, Bree. I am so grateful to you for helping get our stories out there and for sharing your own story and for being a voice. We need more female voices out there. I'm just so delighted that you've started this podcast and that you are a voice for your generation and that you are helping women connect with themselves and their potential. So thank you
0: so much. Absolutely. Anytime. Thank y'all so much for tuning in with Laura and me today. If you enjoyed this podcast interview, pick up your copy of the book, Finding Our Wings, now available on Amazon for a special release price of 99 cents on Kindle. And if you're an old soul like me that prefers to have the physical copy in order to track your progress, please go ahead and purchase a Kindle copy as well since it is on sale for 99 cents. And that will really help Laura and the other co-authors get visible to other badass women who could benefit from this book. Head over and grab your copy. Additionally, the co-authors have decided to donate 100% of the proceeds from each purchase directly to charities supporting women. For more information on Lara, the book, or the charities, please check out the show notes. And as always, I would really appreciate it if you would rate, review, and subscribe so I know what you like and what you want to hear more about. And as an added bonus, if you screenshot your review and email it to me, I will send you my seven weekly tips for creating space for abundance. Hit the screenshot and email it to hello at themodernmanifestation.com. Have a fantastic rest of your week, and I will catch y'all later. Thank y'all so much for hanging out with me today. If you enjoyed this podcast, hit subscribe so you can stay up to date with new episodes. As always, we would love it if you would share this episode with friends and family who could use the inspiration. As a new podcast show, we would really appreciate your honest feedback so I know what you like and what you could use more of. As a thank you for leaving us a rating, we will send you our seven weekly tips to create space for abundance. Make sure you screenshot your review and email it to us at hello at thethemodernmanifestation.com so we can send them straight to your inbox. If you'd like to stay connected, you can find us on Instagram or Facebook at Modern Manifestation. Or you can head to our website at themodernmanifestation.com. Thanks again for joining me and I will catch y'all in the next episode.